Welcome, Welcome to Tabula, Tabula Rasa, Rasa, bitches. Hello, hello. Oh, hello. My name is Allie. And I'm Nick. And welcome to Season 1, Episode 8 of Tabula Rasa, bitches. We're so glad to have you here. In Tabula Rasa, bitches, you'll listen as two decades-long friends jump back into the world of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and relive the show that brought them close together and taught them so many of the values they still cherish today. Each episode of Tabula Rasa Bitches will dive into an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and discuss the lessons that can be learned from our favorite Sunnydale warriors and the supernatural creatures they use their talents and friendship to overcome. Today we'll be discussing Season 1, Episode 8, I, Robot, You, Jane. And before we jump into the episode... We have two warnings today. The first is our normal warning that we'll be discussing this episode, spoilers and all, so be aware of that if you haven't watched the episode yet and want to be surprised. The second is a content warning. This episode has themes involving self-harm and suicide. If discussions around those topics are triggering for you, please take care of yourself, and we'll look forward to catching up with you next episode. With all that being said, Nick, jump into the episode summary. With pleasure. So, while helping with a project where library books are scanned into a computer database, Willow accidentally releases a demon named Moloch the Corrupter, known for his seduction powers, into the internet. Don't you hate when that happens? I hate when that happens. Yeah, <laughs> it is a drag. Uh, the next day, Willow shows up to school giddy over a new boyfriend she met online while Buffy and Xander worry about who he is. The mysterious demon Moloch has started changing files, recruiting helpers, and is generally causing havoc in the world. After two of Malik's hoodwinked goons attempt to kill Buffy, Buffy becomes suspicious that Malik may be Willow's boyfriend. Working with the computer teacher, Miss Calendar, Giles casts a binding spell on Malik while Buffy and Xander track down Willow, who has gone missing. The spell works, and Malik is trapped in a robot body that has been built for him, but he doesn't last long as the Scoobies successfully dispatch him. And as usual, we'll throw out a shout out to Buffy Guide, uh, where I stole bits and pieces of this episode summary from. Lovely. Uh, also, a little pat on my own back. Uh, in my notes, I almost spelled Malik right. I was close. Oh, good. Did I? I hope I spelled. I hope I spelled his name right. I think I did. Oh, I you didn't. Oh, you didn't spell, t- take the spelling from Hang on. Buffy Guide. Actually. Oh, nope. Spelled it wrong. Oops. <laughs> Never mind then. Spelled it uh, totally wrong. Back nope. Pat uh, rescinded. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I just want to start off. Can we talk about the sick monster makeup in this show? That was my first note, too. He's so ugly and scary, and it's so good. You look Yeah, so but like yeah. just the textures and stuff. That is one of the things I know CGI has brought us a lot of amazing things, but. I do think there is definitely something to be said for the craft of special effects makeup. It's just, ah, so cool. And I bet it brings, I haven't had the pleasure of being on set with a monster yet, but I can only imagine it only helps with the fellow actors being there with a real monster. I love how they do it too. The way the camera is situated it's like you see his hand first, so you're like, mm-hmm. I wonder, and then it, like, the way, the way all the different elements come together, it's so good. Yeah, and you're like, oh, girl, uh, look at those nails. Girl, uh, yes. <laughs> yes, you went to the little lawn. Um, LOL, <laughs> this is the dumbest thought, and now I have to share it while I was watching. LOL, circle of Kayless, <laughs> more like 
Hey, Les. I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, Allie, I'm obsessed with you. Um, <laughs> I also, th this isn't the last time we're going to have one of these openings where it's like a flashback to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And they're like, quickly, bind, bind the demon quickly. Mm -hmm, that's and true. I just, I, I love both times that I can remember where that comes up. And it has me so excited for season uh, five. Yes. Shoes, glorious, glorious shoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was my first, okay, fun fact. And I guess I'll have to say it again when we get to season five. But for those of you who know, you know, when I went to my first convention, Balticon in 2006, sixth grader Allie. You have to, you can choose a name for your badge. It doesn't have to be your own name. So we and my family wasn't the pick family yet, like ice pick and daughter pick and all that stuff. So my badge name was Glorificus. Oh, if you know, you know. You know, yep. I was huge dork. Anywho, um, so I always have the, I always question when situations like this happen where something's found in a book or a book is cursed or there's a haunting in the book or whatever. I was question like, why not just burn it? I had that question too, especially because, well, we'll get into the, we see something get destroyed later on and that effectively kills him. Yeah. Why couldn't they burn the book or hide it a little better? Come on guys. Right. Like box way underground chains and cement and all that stuff. Like, I get that maybe they didn't have all of those tools and stuff when they initially found him all those hundreds of years ago. But sometime between then and it finding its way into the Watchers, I assume the Watchers Council had possession of it, and that's how Giles got possession of it, I assume. It's not like it went through Sunnydale Library. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's so totally fair. Somewhere along that line. Nobody was like, hey. Wouldn't you yeah. know what it is and then be like, this needs to be in a vault or... I guess like what it was was lost to time because it's not until he actually picks up the book and it's like, oh shit. Right. When Giles picks up the book and it's like, I think I know what we're dealing with. So yeah, I mean, I have heard, especially in like haunting cases, the argument of if you burn it, that just releases the entity out into the ether, which would not be great. But I don't know. I would at least have to have that thought of like, guys, what if we burn it? And then somebody goes, no, we'll release the demon. I'm like, okay, right. cool. Question answered then, rather than us being like, come on, guys. Yeah. Another note, when Buffy unboxes it, her pigtails are everything. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. Hot girls with her pigtails, just saying. Get yourself a slayer that can do it all, kick ass, and look adorable. She certainly can. Well, hello, Jenny Callender. Yeah, here we are, man. Mm -hmm. We're going to learn a lot more about her, aren't we? Yeah, but thank Kayless, she got pulled into this because this is, I mean, thank this that is how funny. she gets in. <laughs> I do what I do. Because <laughs> uh, that's really what brought her into the knowledge of the, Sco of the Scoobies. And if this situation hadn't presented itself like a demon in a computer, it's not like Giles ever would have gone to her for help. Yeah. Or I guess maybe it was a matter of time until a techno-pagan's -pagan, powers were needed. Uh, this was the first time I've ever Googled techno-pagan, and I'm grateful to Buffy for giving me that opportunity. Ooh, please share. I wonder, do we think that Jenny would have found a reason to involve herself? I think she so. knows what She knows who they are and everything, right? Um... Yes, I think she knows. She probably knows about Buffy even, or at least knows about the Slayer. 
because she definitely knows about Angel and the curse. Mm -hmm. So she knows about that. So she knows about the world. So I would assume she at least knows what a Slayer is, if not that Buffy is the Slayer. So I, it does feel kind of inevitable that they would have crossed paths, especially it, it just might have been later with something related to Angel. Right. Yeah, I could see that. Um, this is my first quotable quote from the episode. I happen to believe one can survive in society without being a slave to the idiot box. <laughs> oh, Giles, you're so British. He is. He's so incredibly British. And it's also this whole episode was very like, huh? Wow. Feels like so long ago. Just that like a time when technology wasn't completely integrated and interwoven into our society. Like a lot of this, this idea of opting out of computers is just so foreign now. Yeah, the the idea that there would ever be a debate between should we go with computers or should we go with books? It's like, nope, that ship has sailed. No, it's... Uh... Right, like I still appreciate having both. There's things I like to have paper for, but mm -hmm. no, it's not, it is not optional at this point. And for me, I, both my parents are computer engineers. So I grew up with a PC in the house. We had for, you know, before we all had our own devices, there was the the office and the family computer. I remember that computer. We would play the Sims <laughs> together. Yes. Yes, we would. Fun times. Oh, those summers long ago. Um, another hello. Uh, this one's a, a dark one. Uh, hello, Fritz, a.k.a. future workplace shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Be afraid. Like, yeah. What What does he say? Those I eyes. Oh, yeah. Creepy. Creepy dude, even before he gets, like, yeah. seduced by it. Like, he's still a, somebody to keep your Right, like, it's, it's not shock, shocking that he was seduced by this. Like, I imagine, you know, like, with Willow and with the other guy, um, David, or Dave, you know, they're, Malik approaches them for a reason. Yeah. Like, they're they're targeted. And, yeah, Fritz um, is I scary. Just read this, I want to read this quote from Fritz for our friends who whatever because it's creepy mm -hmm. he says the printed page is obsolete information isn't bound up anymore it's an entity the only reality is virtual if you're not jacked in you're not live you're fucking weird dude seek therapy stack and he that is i mean he is essentially right there saying there's a demon and i worship him we just don't know yeah that yet <laughs> my next note xander's porn star shirt okay you picked up on that too <laughs> what uh that would that would not fly on Centennial Lane. His shirt says porn star. I was like, surely I'm reading it wrong. Surely there has to be. No, it says porn star. I had a very similar thought of like, is there a pun or is that some kind of something that's meant to say sound like? Nope. It just straight up says porn star. It says porn star. You know, these were a magical time. Oh, magical time indeed. I love the flirtatiousness that were the kind of coy flirty i'm gonna make fun of you like pick fights with you mm -hmm. flirtiness that we're with jenny and giles. and giles yeah oh yeah for sure super cute we'll see what happens stupid thing that i noticed willow is clearly scanning she opens up the book the Malik book to the middle of the book scans the two open pages and then closes the book like she's done <laughs> Hun, there's like at least 50 pages in that book. Like, your work is not done. I didn't know if I was being nitpicky, but also just her scanning technique, too. You're not getting that whole... Yes, she's only 
she's only catching the middle of the book. There's at least like it's not a standard size book. It's an exercise book. You need to do like side like two different sides per page. Yeah, I definitely noticed that too. Yeah, Willie. Uh, whatever. Maybe maybe it has maybe the light has a wider range than we think. The way that like cameras have wider lenses sometimes than they look. I think some of the where where technology inter like where where we get into the weeds on the details about technology in this episode it can get a little get a little dated still timeless themes mm -hmm. a little sure a little dated but we love we we yeah. it's charming and we love them for it charming and love does not does not stop or impede my love at all it's something i i noticed um is there a bit from every season one episode in the intro we saw them there's an opening scene alert from this episode in the season one. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of them. I I feel like I've been saying opening scene alert for just about every episode. Right. It feels like it. That makes sense, right? Yeah. I guess we'll have to have to keep saying. Yeah. Uh, this convo with Willow was me was me and Caitlin all through high school or all through school really. When Buffy is like, oh my God, tell me everything. Just me wanting to know all the deets of my friends' love lives because I couldn't shut up about mine. Not that I had one, but you know what I mean. <laughs> and and Caitlin was the one who was like, "He's amazing. I don't know anything about him." Right, or or just not offering up information. Yeah, just like being coy. Yeah, you do have to dig with Caitlin a little bit, don't you? A little, little bit, little bit. And she had her reasons. It's cool. It's all good. I love you, Caitlin. Caitlin, you're a fucking star. I'm obsessed with precious you. gift. The precious of gifts. Um. When this is a cute little detail that I like. So Willow opens her locker and in the locker is a picture with her and Giles. And I just think that's Aww. cute knowing Giles. If you were outside of the context, you'd be like, oh. cute with context. Otherwise, yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, weird. Um, <laughs> elitist, elitist Ally wrote a note. Eek 2.8 GPA. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're not doing too hot there, Buffy, are you? No, I mean, she has her reasons. But. I think it says no absences, which... Or it says one, one. 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 That's not true. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, she does most of her hunting at night. I think our demon buddy might be... Also, the various forums were all popping off about the fact that her birth date changes from... Like, so it pulls up and then and then uh -huh. the dude pulls it up again in her birthday, which could just be demon corruption. Who knows? Mm -hmm. but, Corrupting files. You know, mm -hmm. um, there is, is so the file gets sent from the one computer to the next computer. And then on the second computer, the guy pulls up the file. But if you pause at just the right time, which I did because I am a freak, <laughs> you can see the different file names on the desktop of the computer. And one of them is titled Buffy you jane so it's like it's like they're like referencing the interesting title of the episode pretty neat huh. i thought it was neat interesting um i love this quote from willow he doesn't talk like someone who has a hairy back good clarification yeah great yeah um yep that definitely that tracks this is the first question for Allie of this episode yay um you don't have to name names okay have you ever had the experience of your friend is telling you about somebody they're dating and you're like, oh my God, this is a terrible idea. Oh no, 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 not good, not good. Huh. Um... And like, did you warn them? Did you play the, I feel like Buffy kind of toes the line well of expressing concern while trying to be. She does. Have you ever been in that situation? 
like maybe once with you, like maybe you were, I just didn't know the pace that gay guys go at. So when you were first having like um, grinder dates, <laughs> I just like for, for Allie the Virgin's pace or Allie the like hadn't kissed a boy in high school pace, um, it was all really fast. Oh, yeah. But I don't, I don't think I was like concerned for you. It was more just surprise. Uh, but that's like when you find out that like lesbians move in together after three months. Like <laughs> it's just like things move differently. Uh, <laughs> On one of those grinder dates, I met Paul. So I know I ended up working working out. <laughs> I know Hayden. The love of my life was my second date off of Tinder. Sweet. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's just yeah. And the first one, I got uh, Power Rangers out of it. So you got Power we Rangers went, out of it. We went. To, that was our date. Was seeing Power the. The newer Power Rangers oh, movie. I thought you meant they purchased Gave me Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. <laughs> that would have been dope. He would have gotten a second date. Yeah. At the case. Um, no, no, that was a red flag because we went to Power Rangers and I was geeking out and like basically bouncing in my seat and he was just kind of meh about the whole thing. And I was like, Mm-mm. this isn't going to work. This is the thing. No. He also showed up in a hoodie. And I was like, no. For I I do wear, put in some effort for me. I do wear hoodies yeah. to the movie. It's a cozy place to wear movies, but maybe not for it. Maybe not for a first date. Not for a first date. Yeah. I'm not saying like I would wear a hoodie today with my boyfriend, but like first date, I would try a little. Yeah. Well, I hope that I hope he's not thriving. I hope he's unhappy. Yeah. No, I mean my friends have have in general made very good choices. Um yeah and i especially like so our lovely emily when she was first hooking up with her now boyfriend um he was like the co-worker of her roommate or her housemate and it was definitely like an odd situation that needed to be navigated but she was like super forthright with him and like they made boundaries and turned out the housemate was a see you next tuesday and <laughs> I know we're cussing on here, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, that uh, that's a that's a whole other. Know. Anyway, it turns out he's amazing. They've been together for several years now, and she's a bitch. So <laughs> sometimes, what seems like a bad move is a bad move in a different way. Emily, I would die for you. Uh, absolutely. Well, mm, I would kill for you. Mm. I definitely draw. Like I would kill for my friends, but I. I... Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bitch. Why would you do that? Um, <laughs> we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, I have just this random note. Xander's shirt looks snuggly, and I bet he smells like men's speed stick. Mm. Like in a good way. All compliments. Yeah, yeah. Like I bet he just like smells like good deodorant. Men's speed stick. That smell just came rushing back to me because a <laughs> dude who I had the biggest crush on all through high school. I know, not all through. It just whatever a dude who at one point i had a little bit of a crush on in high school mm-hmm. always smelled like speed stick it's a great smell do i do i know this person i i you you know who he is but yeah yeah okay i think so he was a douche god he was a dick whatever <laughs> it's fine okay. um another great quote yeah but i could also say i'm an elderly dutch woman yeah, true you could good point xander i was i was surprised that that was not buffy's first not the dutch woman but like do you even know that he is who he says he is um i'm surprised that wasn't buffy's first concern yeah um but i was glad that i was glad that xander brought it up but i guess like we were just talking about like tech was new chat rooms were new meeting people online was really new so i guess all of those considerations were uh 
top of top of her head. It does feel like kind of an internet safety 101 thing that one would hope yeah. we would think about first, but yeah, who knows. Um, there's another creepy AF quote from Fritz around this point, um, our workplace shooter to be where he said, can I say that? Can we say that low-key? We just did. I don't know, whatever. Too bad. Suck it up. <laughs> um he so they're in the lab and miss calendar comes over and she's like what are you working on and he says uh, it's a big project and she says will i be excited and he says you'll die right there's something wrong with you dude i guess at this point he's possessed to me to me tone is everything yeah like he didn't say like oh my god he will die no he says it stone-faced you'll die you'll die it's a threat yeah right like, I hope the guidance counselor is collecting a file on this guy. Uh, Buffy and Xander. So Buffy and Be- Xander definitely having valid concerns here. Mm-hmm. And not even in a, like, we're just jealous that Willow's getting attention. Like, no, they are 100% correct on these these questions. And it's just you got to have good friends with your ba- who have your back. Yeah, who are concerned for you for sure. I feel like this episode does do a good job of, I mean, Willow's under a spell or whatever, but well, she, whatever she's she's a teenager. Yeah. She's a teenager who and someone's expressing interest and she's a particularly vulnerable teenager. I totally get her side for but sure. What I what I think they do really well is um capturing how a toxic relationship messes with your brain. She is convinced. So now now it's it's so toxic to the point that when Buffy asks willow questions or anything about the good valid questions willow says malcolm said you wouldn't understand and i thought you'd be happy for me and yes i have that written down and i said i had that quote exactly written down and i said how to recognize toxic relationship 101 yeah yeah when they start isolating yeah you from your friends that's a good sign but it's hard when you're in the middle of it it is when you are on the inside it is like you're under a spell yeah like your something is rewired and up is down and yeah so no no victim blaming at all um which is why like you said i think this is a great episode showing that kind of abusive relationship and to her credit when he does start getting aggressive she stands her ground and is like no so she is willow definitely has some great moments here and i love later on what what sparks her like Willow starts to get some red flags when Malik, I I hope I'm pronouncing his name. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. When he um when he starts saying nasty things about Buffy, that's when she's like, "Fuck no, mm-hmm. no." Like I just speaks to her character. Absolutely. Uh, we another '90s tech speak moment. A letter, an e letter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They call it an e letter. Yeah, I mean, they don't even call it mail. It's e an e letter, and I was like, oh people said that at one point sweet 90s babies um so later on in this buffy goes to giles and is like listen i think something's up with this dude that willow is they're supposedly dude that willow is dating and giles blows her off again mm-hmm. again this is not the first time buffy has been like there's something up and he's like no there's not yes there is there is yeah i have the quote written down those are those boys aren't sparklingly normal as it is but that was just a, an excellent turn of phrase. It's perfectly mm. normal. Uh, but yeah, although it's funny because then she's like, well, what am I going to, what would we do about it anyway? And he's like, I don't know, follow them. Or she says that. What am I going to do? Follow them in a trench coat and sunglasses? 
And then that's exactly what she does. I feel like we've all done that where we totally blow off someone's advice and then we go, all right, well, I'll do it, but I'm not going to tell them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, her look while she's following him is love amazing. Yeah. What are those? What are those sunglasses called where they're like those kind of like rectangular ones? Yeah, with the little detail. Uh, oh, God, I love them. And her coat is just. Yes. Mm-hmm. What a, okay. And side note, side note on California, Los Angeles fashion. I used to never understand why they'd be in coats and like layers and stuff. I'm like, it's California. What are you doing with a hat on? And actually now having been here for a few weeks, it does get chilly. Does it? It does. Yeah. Especially like in the shade or in the afternoon or like if it's a little windy. I mean, like, it would definitely be on that spectrum of, like, people who tend to get cold versus people who run hot. Or same as girls going out to a party at night who's willing to suck up the cold because it's a cute skirt, Mm. you know? Um, Or the people who, like, yeah, Cordelia Chase would wear heels to school. Yeah. Not everybody would. Yeah. You know? There was definitely people at our high school where I was like, really, you're wearing heels to school? What the fuck are you doing? But they did it anyway. So, yeah, actually... There was a, at, the other night when I was at a comedy club, I was so close to buying one of their $40 sweatshirts because I was just freezing. Oh, we heard it here first, folks. Their costume choices do make sense. That's good. Yeah. I'm not say all the time. Like, I always notice that in the Battle of Hogwarts in like the seventh movie or whatever, and they're all still in their like three layers of jackets and stuff. Nah, hun, you're running around a castle. You are going to be taking off your jacket. Anywho. Mm, I had never thought about that, Allie, ever. Yep, that's the thing. I, that's the thing I would. I, I see. I am grateful for your eye. Another quote: um, "To read makes our speaking English <laughs> good." <laughs> Xander, you sound like me when I'm hungover. That's how I talk. Xander is not slick. Oh, he's sweet, sweet fool. I think in that same scene too, there's this other great exchange between him and Giles. So Xander knows something about the company where it's theorized that this is all going down, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he shares that and people are surprised that he knows something. And Xander says, I can't have information sometimes. And Giles says, it's just a bit unprecedented. <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrific moment. Oh, it's so good. So I good. have here, I wrote down, trust your gut, girlfriend. Um, I don't know what that was about. I guess Malik said something troubling and Willow had a question mark. I think it's when um, when he he says to Willow, he's like, Buffy causes trouble. That's why she was kicked out. Oh, yeah. And she's like, how do you why do you know that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, This is a total 90s tech thing, I think. Um, So she signs off. She leaves. She's done to to turn off the computer. She turns off her computer monitor which is just mm. next person who comes around you is going to see your entire conversation, which is, I mean, that's you true. Know. That's true. You did. You did not walk out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Giles is nothing if not a snob. Yeah. Jenny, Cal- Jenny Callender calling him out. Uh, I love after Buffy gets shocked. Tell me the truth. How's my hair? <laughs> it is not looking good there. It's not looking great. Yeah. But, you know, if I had just been electrocuted, I yeah, that may be right. Yeah, and then I have uh, a little Xander and Buffy moment. You released Moloch. Way to go! <laughs> <laughs> so 
sass master. Yeah, just like an as if. I liked this quote from Jenny in the library. Um, there, she's talking with Giles about why the internet's better, and they're debating internet books or whatever. And she says, "You are a big snob. You think that knowledge should be kept in these carefully guarded repositories where only a handful of white guys can get at it." And, and kind of turns out she's like lying a little bit about how she learned about everything but but still she's right uh, yeah no i mean that there is definitely something to be said for the like freedom of access that comes with the internet yeah definitely you know mm. definitely pretty cool being able to just like google anything or look up how to do anything on youtube i have a question for you related to that later on excellent when we get to that point in the episode lovely um i'm impressed buffy knows what binary is when does she um it's in that same scene and she's talking about and now, now he's off the page. Now he's in binary or something like that. Oh, yeah. And you're like, okay, okay. You little computer scientist in the making. Yeah. I mean, we do see that they, that they have some kind of computer class. Um, and maybe Buffy just like retains information really well. But I was just like, okay. Okay, Buffy. I see you. Um, red flag when Malik says, I need you to see me rather than like, I need to see you. Yeah. We, it's just like a, yeah, it's just like a red flag turn of phrase. Not even necessarily like in a, he's an abusive boyfriend kind of thing. Just like in a, I don't know, there's something sus about the way that you phrased that. And I'll just say too, Malik, you have all of the internet before you. Mm -hmm. You presumably know everything that's on the internet. There aren't any articles written about social cues or anything because yeah that's that's awkward that's weird dude don't say that mm -hmm. yeah you need to learn a little quicker um i just love the the title techno pagan yeah no, no, no. something fun about that um uh, i i did google it in the wikipedia page for techno pagan references buffy the vampire slayer well yeah and a lot of other things too like it's a thing and I didn't know that. You know what? In today's in today's witchy friendly age, I am actually not too surprised about that. Yeah, I did not know, but not too surprised. Um. So the what we're seeing Malik do and like radicalize people, wreak havoc on the that actually happened. And I think I just wonder, like the internet and technology has come so far over the last what, like 23 plus years when this 25, I don't know how old the episode is. I wonder if they were approaching this episode now, what would be the, what would they see as the next, as, as like the next threat coming to the internet? Hmm. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like how, how would this similar problem surface today? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How would it play out today? Yeah. I mean, it would, play out really similarly i mean physical books are still scanned and entered into databases i mean it would more like and there are still desktop computers like in libraries and stuff like that so that's still a thing um but Moloch would be even more dangerous because he would be able to spread so much faster yeah so i actually this could have this episode could have been would be a bigger deal if it were today i feel like I feel like nowadays people would people like nobody nobody endorses the fact that they follow Moloch right now. They're all doing it slyly, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like people nowadays would be like, "Yeah, I I follow Moloch. He should." Yeah, 
run the world. Yeah, like I would go full blown cult really quickly. Yeah, yeah, full blown like public mm-hmm. cult. Man, that's nuts. Mm. Yeah. Um. So, all right, Robot Moloch is kind of dope. Oh, I think he's terrifying. Do you think he's dope? No, I don't mean, but like in a monster way. Like obviously he's a scary monster, but like he looks cool. Yeah, yeah. The I guess the costumers really crushed it. This mm-hmm. whole the the. What what is the bucket of makeup costumes? All of that, uh, makeup and wardrobe. Although this could, this is sort of more props department, special effects department, mm-hmm. appliances department. Whoever you are, yeah, no, you good got, work. You guys did really good work. Also, when he started speaking, definitely reminded me of James Spader as Ultron. I wonder if. Maybe James Spader was a fa- was a fan, and this somehow Ooh. inspired him. Because it's just it's not even because it's not just a robot voice. Mm-hmm. It's got that like menacing, genteel kind of sound. So just it reminded me a lot of Ultron. That is a really insightful comment, Ellie. Thanks. Um, I love this moment. So um, Giles brings Jenny in and is like, okay, listen, this is going to be a whole lot to unpack here. But just so you know, there's like a, and she just goes, I know. What great timing. What a great line. 10 out of 10. Love that. What a reveal. Oh, I wish I could watch again for the first time. Mm -hmm. Just so I could be like, my mind is blown. She knows. (laughs) I know. And we're just, we're going to continually find out more and more. Just just how much she knows. Just how much she knows. Ooh. I had a sassy response to Willow's comment as she's talking to Malik. And he's like, I, I loved you or whatever. And she's like, by pretending to be a person? I'm like, whoa, whoa. That's pretty specious, Will. <laughs> and I don't think that's the part that we need to be concerned about. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the part that's not okay about the situation. Um, yeah. Um. I have a, I have another question for Allie. Mm-hmm. Have you ever used a payphone? Because hmm. Buffy does. And I was like, I don't think I've ever actually used a payphone in my entire life. Not seriously. I feel like I probably like, like fucked with it in an airport because I was bored. That kind of thing. Just like, ha, 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 I'm talking on the telephone. Beep, boop, beep. I don't think I ever put quarters in and talked to somebody. Yeah. Wow. What a, what an experience that we've never had, Allie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you? No, I don't think I have. No, I have never. Who carries change? I don't have change. Hell if I do. Yeah, I don't even have cash. I don't have like. I couldn't even get a souvenir penny the other day because I didn't have enough change on me. Yep. Such a bummer. Um, Also, that, you know, throwback to the days of memorizing people's numbers. Yeah, she knew the extension to the library specifically. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, she would need to and she would probably be using it a lot. I mean, like there were numbers I knew. Yeah. Yeah, I still have... Rose and I used to study over the phone for social studies. I have um, some numbers emblazoned in my memory. Yeah, actually, I know a fair number. My mom, my dad, my brother, Paul. Are you... Does your does your number end in 1917? Nope. Damn it. I wonder whose that is. No, oh, well. I... It's for now. Now I just have my parents, me, my parents' old house phone. And Hayden, I'm not entirely confident on his. Every time I'm like, is it this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it is. I know it. So, yeah, it's it's pretty sad. Mm. I would be screwed. 
dude. Report out, friends. How many numbers do you have memorized? Let's see. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd be interested to hear that. Um, I am not totally clear on what Malik gets when he kills his followers. I mean, he's a demon. He doesn't have to have a reason to mm-hmm. kill. Like, he can just kill to kill. But, like, it doesn't seem like the most strategic thing as somebody is building out their follower base to killed it like he doesn't suck up powers or anything yeah it didn't seem like there was any kind of like you said any energy transfer are you talking about when he kills dave um and at the beginning when he snaps that dude's neck he really likes snapping people's neck Mm -hmm. yeah but i guess that's just what demons do right yeah maybe it's just like hashtag evil and then also i like with dave he was clearly having second thoughts mm-hmm. and getting a conscience. Mm-hmm. Conscience. So I definitely see from a maintaining your secret standpoint and are just oh, you said Dave earlier. I meant Fritz when he kills Fritz. Oh, oh, what, oh, oh, oh. what do you gain by? Oh, what would he gain? Yeah, yeah. What he has to gain by killing Dave is continued secrecy. That makes sense, right? Um, and yeah, and the dude at the beginning. Uh, yeah, that's a really. Really good question. That wasn't something I really noticed. Maybe you just you've you've completed your task. You're past use to me. Mm. I don't need you around anymore. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't feel like dealing with you anymore. Um, yeah. yeah. Which, like, you know what, Jaffiel? I can totally see someone like Fritz. Yeah, he's passionate. Like, he gets the job done. But then once the job's done, you're a lot, dude. He's gonna be so needy. Yeah. Right. Always trying to, I don't know, promote you. Just, yeah, I can definitely see like being like, hmm, we're, we're done with this relationship. Problems for the brand too, if you got a crazy person out there. Oh yeah, you don't know what crazy people are going to do. Yeah. They may, they may try to overthrow you. Never mind, Malik. Makes sense. My question's been answered. I appreciate it, dude. Um, And I love Malik's line. This He's saying something about like, oh, and a guy in blah, blah, blah just paid for a, co- a contract out on his mother's life. Good for him. <laughs> he approves That's yeah it. yeah i was that com- the comedic timing on that line i was like all right um this is my last question for Allie, and it's related to that point exactly okay so we see that malik now has anything on the internet like private correspondence between people if it's on the internet malik knows about it mm-hmm. let's say you had a similar level of knowledge you could know anything you wanted to on the internet no secrets what would what would you find out first any information on the internet god damn uh oof i i don't know do you have an answer i just had one what was it what were we talking about um oh area 51 obviously (laughs) that's what i would that's what i yeah yeah straight to that wikipedia article i want to know i want to know what's there Hmm. wow we're finding that i have an embarrassingly low amount of curiosity (laughs) <laughs> or maybe like how can i use this knowledge to get more dog <laughs> i don't know how can i get more dogs i don't know well, i'll think about yeah it. i guess i'm just trying to find out like i'm just trying to think of like what are the things i want in life and i'm like well what information would be would get me cast uh, as a lead on a tv show I, yeah, I don't know. Or I guess I would look for any any reference to actual plans for a black cat movie or TV series. Hmm, that'd be helpful to know. Like finding out, like, am I already too late? Is this thing already cast and planned? 
Yeah, I guess that's what I would look at. I would I would find Marvel's commu- secret communications and be like, ooh, what are they? What's the what's next up in the phase? What are they developing that they haven't announced yet? Yeah, I want to know. Yeah. Oh, that opens up a whole other room. I guess that I guess that would be my information that the information I would want. I want to know what the fuck they were emailing about when they made the last Game of Thrones season. <laughs> like, what? There's a conspiracy there. There's got to be. Um. Okay. Good talk. Um. Giles dramatically reading. Yeah. yeah. For, for whose benefit is this, G man? Yeah. Yeah. These effects, as Giles is do as doing the binding spell. I mean, I mean, all of it. Him screaming and the shocks off the computer and the colors on. Well, the- no, the shocks. No, the shocks on the computer make. No, the they computer- don't make. Yes. No. Yes, because the computer. Hey, this is mystical. This is magic. This is demons. You don't know, but. Because everything's being typed into the computer. Effectively, the spell is happening over the internet. So the computer and the technology reacting makes sense. Giles is reading out the spell so that Jenny can type it into the, the into the chat box. There is the computer can't hear you, dude. You're not speaking into a mic. <laughs> he's just getting a little caught up in the. He is. He's know. just totally getting caught up in the whole spell of it all. And you know, if we're gonna cast a binding spell on a demon on the internet, why not commit? Right. Right. Sure. Yeah, I guess. No, I'm not gonna say like don't dramatically read. But Do you think just... Jenny is like shut <laughs> up, funny. dude? What do you? Why? You don't have to show off for me. I know you're cute. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think she would. I think her reaction would be more just like an ah, he's so passionate. Aww. He cares so much. She is totally picking up what he's putting down. Oh yeah, definite tension. Um, I so I think what I love most about this episode is um. During other episodes we've seen so far where it's where it like highlights a character that's not Buffy. Um, I like that Willow breaks out of the spell herself. Yes. She is the yes. one. I think that's so cool. I have an add a girl Willow. Add a girl Willow. Yeah. Yeah. She is definitely like, because I think up until now, very reasonable. She's a teenage girl. I totally get getting swept up in it all. Um, but she like, she sees the really red flags and she stands up she does not cower she does not run away like she yells the fuck at him and good for her yeah she hits him with a with a fire extinguisher yeah girl mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there are some men that i've lusted after that i would like to hit with the fire extinguisher yo for real though <laughs> yeah and then i had this like my first instinct would have been to trigger the sprinkler sprinkler system that's a good point actually yeah that's a really good point that would have been mine um, but Buffy does a really great job of using her brain. So good job, Buff. Get yourself a slayer that does it all, I tell you what. She really does. She the more the more I watch this, I'm noticing the more like clever takedowns she has. They're not all standard stake to the heart kind of stuff. So love that. And actually that brings me that brings up something I was talking. So I, I met up with a distant relative for coffee and I was talking about Buffy and I was like I, don't know, I I mentioned Joss, and he was like, "Yeah, it definitely does make making the show, rewatching it, kind of tints it a little bit." And I was like, "Actually, having done this and specifically watching these episodes to analyze them, I actually think they really hold up, like feminist wise, especially feminism wise." So yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that dude. Yeah, I um I think the only thing that it adds for me is this like feeling of guilt but mm, i'll have to form my thoughts more 
Okay. Because the episodes do totally hold up. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. Yeah, the episodes definitely hold up. Um, no, I guess you summed it up right. Yeah, the episodes hold up, and fuck that guy. Yep. Yeah. All right. Because um, also he wasn't the. It's not like he was the sole writer or the sole director. Yeah. So that means that there was a team of feminists who made this happen. Yeah, you have said before that it takes a lot of people to make a TV show happen. Oh, fuck yeah. And editors. The movies are made in the editing room. Mm-hmm. You can make, I mean, like, if you've know, if you've ever seen a trailer that didn't properly sell the movie or sold it wrong, that's that's in the editing room. Mm-hmm. That's their fault for making a shitty trailer. Mm-hmm. Although, I should go into trailer making because I would be so much better at it than these people. They're all three times longer than they need to be. They tell you the whole story, and I'm like, well... Now I'm not going to go see your movie because you I don't need to see the movie now. Yeah. Right. I just don't watch trailers anymore. That's it. I love a good trailer. I do love a trailer. I used to. I used to. Now they just piss me off. What is that that Jenny left behind that Giles is now? Also, Jenny, you bitch. Whatever it is, you totally left it there intentionally. And I love that love for it. you. Love what it. What is it? Is it an earring? Okay, so I have a note about this because I said that earring is way too long to be a body piercing. So because she implies she says that's not an earring or you or like you wouldn't have noticed that one so it's clearly clearly on ear ring but it's also too small to be nose too small to be nipple too small to be clit or too long to be clit um so i guess a belly button ring i guess that is it are we sure it's are we sure it's a body ring of some sort well, or, well it's a dangly one but i it's a piercing it is a pier- we're yeah. Sure it's piercing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a piercing. But she says, like, oh, that wasn't from my, that didn't fall out of my ears. Jenny Calendar, do tell. Oh, yeah. So she's definitely, it's like with an eyebrow wag that, like, mm, you wouldn't have seen that because I have my clothes on. But my dirty 28-year-old brain goes to, like, nip, nips or her clit. But that, that piercing is way too long. So the, the, it has to be a belly button piercing. Got it. Interesting. Which I guess is salacious for, for the 90s. Yeah, that's seductive. And like, it's at a workplace that's like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she's a teacher. So she's definitely showing that like, I'm not like other teachers. I'm a cool teacher. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She wears a leather jacket. Just Jenny, I see what you're doing, girl. And I am cheering you on every step of the way. Yep. Uh, Giles makes a good point. Um, he is completely right about book smells. Book smell. Oh, they're amazing. And the older books, uh, too. Oh, yeah. They just smell good. <laughs> my mom's, uh, when I, the first time I read Pride and Prejudice, it was my mom's old copy. And I would just like open it and smell it. Take a good inhale. <laughs> Hop a book. Uh, yeah, he said, oh, fuck now, hop a book any day. Um, I mean, I, I also love a good ebook, you know, because you don't always know when you're going to need to read something. Um, and also cost effective true but i'm never gonna get rid of books entirely it's just never gonna happen no they're charming they are i'm just a lot more select selective what physical books i buy yeah also also i'm just thinking about this on the now uh totally digitizing books is also a little classist because not everybody has access to smartphones or computers or tablets and all of those things so libraries that loan out books and like all of those like community free book libraries that you see, they built the little like birdhousey looking things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little book. Yeah, take a book, take a book. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. I was thinking more that random point. Yeah, 
I guess classism can work the opposite way too. Like as Jenny Callender makes the good point, mm -hmm. not everybody has access to books either. Some people only have access to the, oh man, there is no way to get yeah. all of the knowledge into people's hands who want them. Well, that is the beauty. That is the beauty of libraries. I love libraries so much. It's because they have that, they have the, the computer access and they have the books. Librarians are some of my favorite people in the world. I think they're dope. They are delightful people. I know several librarians and they are lovely and they're always weird, but in like the fun way. Yeah. Especially children's section librarians. Oh, they're the funnest. If we have any librarians listening, please know we love you. We love you. Thank you for everything that you do. Um, my last uh, quotable quote of the episode. None of us are going to have a happy, normal relationship. <laughs> Taint that the truth. I, I love the end of that quote, how the episode ends. We're doomed. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, realization that it's funny because it's true. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, I really love this episode, Allie. I love that Willow, it is a it is a great episode. It Willow deserves this, and she rises to the occasion. I think it's great for her character. Allison Hankin fucking crushes it. And I know what a cutie just, patootie. Uh, yeah, I really like this episode. And it is something that, like we we kind of touched on this. It was very topical for the time, and would still be topical today. It would just be with different devices. Yeah. Yeah, but it would still, but we still have catfishing problems today. So this could absolutely still happen. We would just, we would have a picture of Malcolm, quote unquote. Right. He would be, it, it would just, we would, we, he would have a fleshed out profile, but it would still be an untruthful, a lie, whatever, untruthful. Jeez, this episode um, ranks slowly on a lot of episode rankings in season one. And I don't really get it. Like, I think it looked like people had the problem with, with the, cheesy 90s stuff but i don't understand how it's still topical it still relates mm -hmm. like yeah like you said it would be slightly different today but i don't know i, I feel like that's that's really narrow-minded and i can see how that would happen how just like widely people dismiss it but i think that's just such a simplistic view and you're that just shows you completely missed the point you idiot you're stupid yeah exactly no it's a bunch of idiots who clearly clearly just don't get it and i will admit that this probably didn't rank highly this wouldn't rank highly on my list but full disclosure that's because it doesn't deal with buffy and angel i'll say it <laughs> it's like i don't i like i don't love books that don't have a romance part of the plot like that's just that's just who i am i'm a basic bitch i love some romance um so that would be the reason for me but yeah but overall this should rank higher We'll own it. We'll own the reason. I don't know. I think it, I don't know exactly. Maybe at some point we'll have to do our own rankings alley mm. of, of these various episodes. That could be fun. Yeah. But I think this should be up there for me. I really mm. like this one. I just. Yeah. Ah, uh, seeing Willow get to shine finally. It's just so. Yeah. Maybe. And maybe that is also the reason. Maybe because it's Willow centered and it's not Buffy centered. Yeah. Who knows? Mm. Uh, don't know. And I bet. It ranks differently among different demographics. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I bet it would. Because like Buff, like Willow ranks high among like LGBT, mm -hmm. especially in later seasons. Mm -hmm. I remember you were always yeah. Is that team, team Tara? Is that part of the reason why I'm like yes, yes, love this? She gets. Maybe. I think it. I think it's if you're if you're a Willow fan. Yeah. Maybe that's why this ranks so high for you. Yeah. Mm. Neat. Um. 
I was going to say something, but it was going to be a spoiler for later on. I'm not going to finish that sentence. What are your closing thoughts, other quotes that we didn't get to talk about? Wrap this mother up. Okay. Um, well, I think that this episode has a lot of great lessons to be learned. It deals with not only uh, internet safety, but also toxic relationships. And I wouldn't even say it's a roadmap for how to deal with it, but I thought they handled it really nicely and in a very respectful way and showing showing examples of caring friends without being like domineering friends mm-hmm. um like you like you said when when buffy's first uh asking willow about about malcolm she is she's very like non-judgmental but definitely a concerned friend as you would be uh so i thought that was that was really lovely to see and it introduces who ends up being a very major character jenny calendar mm-hmm. so brilliance all around yeah i I think another thing that resonates with me from this episode is um, the way Willow jumps right in, quickly gets obsessed with Malik, mm-hmm. Malcolm. Um, I think I could also relate to that. Because in high school, is that just a, do all high... I, I, I kind of always felt like other people somehow had this relationship guide that they just naturally had healthy boundaries, right? And I was like, I didn't... Oh, this was years of therapy that learned that I didn't... Are you are you kidding me? It took a not low key, mid key, <laughs> mid key abusive relationship for me to learn boundaries. Yeah. So I I and I think that I just appreciate that um those themes are explored and hopefully hopefully somebody would have watched this and I don't know, could have learned something that made their life easier. Like, yeah, I feel like on a lower quality show, this same topic would be discussed, but in a very cheesy like this is our PSA episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But instead, it's like we've been saying a lot. It's very show, don't tell. Here are examples instead of, you know, like there isn't a part where Giles comes in and wags his fingers and goes, you know, you shouldn't be talking to people on the internet. Mm-hmm. It was a PSA without being PSA. wasn't talking down to us or anything like that. Yeah, we got to that same conclusion. They just didn't have to prescribe it to us. They told the story in such a way that it was clear. Exactly, exactly. And I love I love stories that way. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about movies and TV, that they can tell those stories and learn those lessons when told, told well. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think that about does it for this episode, Nicholas. Thank you so much for joining us. And we hope you'll join us again for our next episode where we'll discuss season one, episode nine, the Puppet Show. Ooh, this sounds like this, this is a creepy one. I like this one. It is a creepy one. Oh, I love the I love this protagonist in this next <laughs> one. Folks, if you are just too excited to wait until our next episode to chat, send us an email at tabularasabpod at gmail.com. And you can also say hello to us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at, at tabularasabpod. Allie, that is how people contact us on the show, but how can people engage with you? Oh, well, fabulous question, my dear friend. If you wish to follow me on the social medias, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at daughterpick, D-A-U-G-H-T, P-R, no, Jesus Christ, daughter. Okay, sorry, I'll say, I'll say that again, and I'll just fix that in editing. Don't leave it in. This is great. <laughs> this, is, this is excellent audio. Uh, that is D-A-U-G-H-T, 
E-R-P-I-C-K on Instagram and Twitter. And if you have TikTok, you can find me at future black cat. Sounds like sounds like it's spelled. And if you would like to contribute to my journey as an artist, help out a, a friend in need, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash Press. That's A-L-L-I-E-P-R-E-S-S. All of those social media handles are in the description. Allie, it is a treasure, as always, <laughs> to talk with you. Yes, lovely. Delightful to see your face and hear your voice. And for the rest of you, goodbye till next time. Make proud choices. Bye. Bye. Tabula Rasa Bitches is hosted by Ali Press and Nick Mercer. With music by Infoton Cult, artwork by Charlotte Fleming Design, and consultation by Evo Terra.